Hello, and welcome to In the Limelight, Vanity Fair's entertainment and pop culture podcast. I'm Josh Dupoff, Vanity Fair's senior writer, and I'm here with Julie Miller, Vanity Fair's senior Hollywood writer. On In the Limelight, we analyze the ins and outs of pop culture, entertainment, and celebrity from the past week, from the Kardashians to Kate Middleton and everything in between. This week, we're going to discuss Beyonce's Vogue cover, which came out this morning, uh, which timed well for us to discuss. Right, and Josh actually attended a Beyonce concert. He's going to recap for us as well. We're also going to check in on our girl, Meg. Meghan Markle and see how she celebrated her birthday weekend. And as a reminder, we have a hotline now that you can call into, uh, leave tips, sightings, feedback, moral support, uh, birthday wishes for Meghan Markle belated. Listeners can call in to 347-790-0966 and leave a voicemail, which we might include in an episode. So feel free to give us a call. All right, let's talk, Meghan. So... She celebrated her birthday over the weekend. We discussed last week what her plans were going to be. And as expected, she showed up at the wedding uh, alongside Prince Harry. Would have loved a last minute, like, I'm feeling sick or have a headache, you know, take a day for herself on her birthday. But no, she went. Um, Daisy Jenks was the bride. This name always trips us up. Charlie Van Strabenzee was the groom, a childhood friend of Prince Harry's. Julie, this dress was controversial. I don't often use USA Today as a royal source, but uh, I was loving their write-up because they kind of have these little like shady phrasings interspersed that are so bizarre so the former suits actress is how they refer to Meghan markle right which i haven't seen that in a minute the the (laughs) former suits actress flashed her black lace bra underneath her navy colored dress which featured a pleated multicolored skirt by club monaco um fox news referred to this in a huge font in their headline as a wardrobe malfunction uh Julie, what I don't even know what to talk about first, the skirt or the quote unquote wardrobe malfunction. Um, they say that she the people who kind of watched on, there's like a video clip. You can see that she's kind of unbothered. She just kind of fastens up the top button and then she left the event holding hands with Prince Harry. And then for some reason, the last sentence of this write up is they both wore sunglasses. <laughs> I just love the dryness of the write up. People ran a kind of wild post this morning. So this is 48 hours later called Twitter went wild over Meghan Markle, allegedly breaking protocol with a tiny wardrobe malfunction. They almost make it seem in their write up as if it was like intended. Um, And they have this like kind of way they just kind of drop in a bunch of tweets from random users. And some of these tweets are nasty and they just it's kind of a weird people.com post because it's just like. I don't know, like, who are these people? But, like, some of them say things like, I thought Megan was supposed to be smart. Or, you know, did she, and she deliberately oh flaunted her bra for the camera. It was a pretty bra. Yeah. I don't know. I sort of feel like, first of all, I don't think she did this deliberately. And second of all, like, in the scheme of, like, Megan-related news, I don't know. This feels like a lot of a do about nothing to me. Agreed. I I love the excitement. I love that she offers a little mm-hmm. less predictability. She's like she's like kind of a normal person. Like she's not this like, you know. Right. You don't know what you're going to expect. There are little things. I feel like 
I relate to Megan much more. She isn't, it doesn't look like she had a team of stylists. And I don't mean that to be like an insult. If anything, my focus was on the pleated skirt, which I found confusing. She has a lot, a lot of different things going on here. It's, it's a different multicolored pleated skirt like you said uh the fascinator it's it's just a lot yeah the, the, bra. the fascinator with the top and then the skirt it's a, it, yeah exactly it's just sort of this odd mashup i don't know it's still so you know we were looking up for photos for when we were posting on our instagram to celebrate her birthday and it just continually makes me laugh to look at photos of her from like 2014 2015 and you see like her natural style of dressing and then now she's wearing these fascinators and has to like fit into this royal mold it's just it's a little weird right like the outfit isn't quite right but i i love that i love it about it's like she's a normal person who dressed like a normal person and threw on a fascinator okay two random two weird little mysteries to discuss well this first one isn't exactly a mystery but it's just kind of odd one of the megan sites uh megan's mirror they shared a tweet from a user named chert life which is the name of the town that they were in for this wedding i guess so they're very relevant this user shared the following intel. Lower Froil's anchor was, was Prince Harry's pre-wedding choice, and the bell and dragon in shirt was Meghan Markle's pre-wedding choice for pre-wedding refresh this weekend. So... What does this mean? I don't understand any of these words. Well, I had to do some kind of reconnaissance work to figure out what this meant, because it does feel like it's written in a different language. (laughs) And I guess the idea here is that Harry had lunch and drinks with the groom's party before the wedding, but Meghan was with the girls at a separate gathering in two separate locations. And then they arrive with like their respective crews. So to me, it's just like this must have. I mean, I think we were talking about this a little last week, but like on her birthday, she had to hang out with like presumably like eight random women she barely even knew or or maybe has met like once. Doesn't this seem awkward? Right. God forbid anyone invites me or Josh to be a plus one at a wedding on our birthdays because you now know how we would feel about that. I guess in of itself it's normal to spend the day of the wedding if you're a groomsman with the groom. It's just something about that it's her birthday is what's throwing me off here. Right. Hopefully they had something. Hopefully Harry had something nice planned. For the next day or the day before. And then, Julie, mystery number two is that Kate and William didn't go to the wedding. I wonder what Kate and William were up to or if they just are still in Mystique. Right. So no one really knows why they didn't go, if they're back from Mystique. I read someone say, like, oh, maybe they slipped into the reception undetected later on. But Right. I I would love to have seen Kate walk up to Megan with that bra kind of showing. I feel like Kate would have just turned to stone. (laughs) She's never encountered such a sight. Meanwhile, the queen, I guess this isn't necessarily a birthday present, but uh, it's just funny that the timing of this report, but the Express said that the newlyweds, Harry and Megan, were invited to look around Adelaide Cottage in Windsor to see if they would like to live there. They've lived together in this cottage in Kensington Palace 
but they are, I guess, going to see if they like this new cottage. And if so, they'll make it their second home. Um, what I found most interesting about this, though, is that this cottage is not privately owned. So it's part of the Crown Estate. So that means they would actually get a long lease, but they wouldn't actually own the home. So that would make Meghan and Harry renters. <laughs> I kind of love that. I just think it's so funny that they're like dealing with a temporary uh, ownership situation the way any of us would. Right. Oh, I wish they actually had to pay rent to the Queen. But how nice would that be if someone was just like, hey, Josh, I want you to walk around this cottage and you can decide if you want to claim decide it. Decide if you like it. I know. And I was wondering, too, like, can't you see Megan having some kind of like funny, specific feedback points you know right i wonder how much of a say she gets in the decor especially if they're renting yeah, like can she do a full-scale renovation right. can they paint the walls i don't know that's the thing if they don't have full ownership my last point on this is that we have to do the briefest samantha markle update she did wish megan well she said happy birthday meg it would be so lovely and appropriate of you to send dad a belated birthday card for his July 18th birthday. Cheers. Honestly, from her, that's kind of tame. <laughs> there has to be a psych ward somewhere equipped to handle and work out the Markle. She's still mess. at it this week, this mo very morning. She gave a new string of interviews where she said that there's no way that Megan is making an effort to reach out to Thomas. She said, I speak to Thomas every day and it's sad, but no, they have not contacted him. There is no meeting planned. That is PR spin. The PR machines can stop trying to make out that Megan's making an effort. She is not. So she really didn't. You know, she didn't, she waited one day after the birthday to kind of give more of the the same old. Gosh, she is just such a monster. She would be remiss if she didn't jump in that Meghan Markle birthday news cycle with her own comments. So, Julie, how did you spend Meghan's birthday? Did you did you pay tribute in any way? <laughs> I went to the beach. That that's good. That feels very Meghan. Right, right. Um, yes, with we went with some friends. We had mimosa mimosas on the beach. I did not. You should have had some Tiganello um, wine. Well, our friend brought like this very nice cheese, had like a little picnic set with like a whole cheese, but it was all very tasteful. That's very, very Tig. A little feel. wooden carving board with all the right utensils. It was very Megan. And I feel like I paid tribute to sort of because I went to a friend's engagement party just like Megan went to a friend's wedding. Right, you guys both had to... <laughs> we, we both had to take the spotlight off ourselves for one weekend and pay tribute to someone else. Right, it's almost like doing service work. <laughs> that was your charitable contribution. I'm also making it out. I feel like I've taken this really weird stance with Megan's birthday that like one's birthday has to be like an all full court press, which like I feel like neither of us feel that way about birthdays. I know, I was going to ask, what did you do on your... You make it seem like you're on a throne and just people have to come up with presents. I know, God forbid someone else tried to take any time of my day on my birthday no i actually don't even, see that's the thing i usually even leave i don't even stay in new york usually for my birthday to get away harry must have done some sort of separate 
party with her. Right. I was thinking what I would give Megan this year, especially knowing all of her family drama. I would probably get her a gift card for like the spa. Nice. For some reason, I thought you were going to say noise canceling headphones or something. Oh, that wouldn't be bad either. What, what are you thinking? Yeah, maybe. God, I wish I could gift her like an invisibility cloak. So she can like go out and do her like farmer's market shopping and crafts and go on her girls trips without having anyone be able to detect her. Josh, that's so sweet. That's what I would want first to give her. My second choice would be um, like a shredder for jeans or something. So she can just take some of these royal outfits and kind of Megan them up, like add a little tear here and there. I mean... God knows she's moved beyond the ripped jeans stage of her life, though. Uh, that's that's very sweet. Let's move on to Beyonce. Beyonce. She has been having quite the summer. Yeah, she really has. You found a great little this outing she went on. Even before we get to that, she and Jay-Z and their kids have been on this crazy, they were on this crazy yacht vacation Mm. through the Amalfi Coast on this $283 million charter yacht, which, Josh, we could really make ourselves at home on a $283 million charter yacht. Not sure if you saw any of the photos Beyonce shared, but she shared some really good ones, including my favorite was the one of Blue Ivy. She's stepping into this little pool on the yacht with like a virgin daiquiri with like fruit on the lip. Have you seen that? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I didn't realize. I didn't know where that photo was from. It was on her website. website. Um, So she has been having, I mean, I... I don't think anyone's had a better summer than Beyonce. So she did the whole yacht thing. Over the weekend, Beyonce and Blue Ivy went to go see Frozen on Broadway. Beyonce wore shorts, which I feel like is kind of a statement in itself. Can you imagine wearing shorts to a Broadway show? Have you ever done that, Josh? No, but it's funny that you say that because I was recently having a discussion with someone about how when I was like a little kid and my parents, when we went on a New York trip, I remember that everyone really dressed up for the theater. Like you would have people, I don't know, I feel like you even had to wear, you know, button down shirt, like khakis, like tucked in. And now I went to a show last week and people were wearing like what looked to me like workout clothes and, you know, like tank tops and you know, leggings. I don't know. Just it's like no one. It's as if you're going to a movie. Right. Well, I love that Beyonce wore shorts, but Blue Ivy was much more dressed up. I feel like Blue Ivy really sticks by the rules. She mm. does not kind of veer outside of that much. A Kate Middleton, if you will. Exactly. Exactly. Um, according to page six, Bay was also with a pal, and a spy said Beyonce was overheard telling her girlfriend that watching the show about two sisters who make sacrifices to save each other made her miss her sister so long. That's kind of an intense overhearing. I feel like you really had to crane in there to get that level of um, eavesdropping. Right. And also like that context, where were they sitting? Is this Blue Ivy herself? None of this makes sense. Especially when you read the follow-up, the next sentence from this page six item. It seems like this was just planted by a Frozen producer. 
Um, they also note that Beyonce and her crew were blown away by the spectacular sets, costumes, and special effects, especially the Let It Go dress reveal. How do they know this? This is 100% from some sort of, like, stage manager, <laughs> the frozen, frozen stage manager. Unless, do you think it is possible that, I mean, whoever called this in was just sitting right next to Beyonce and realized her amazing opportunity to make like a thousand dollars. But see, I don't buy that either because there are photos of Beyonce and Blue Ivy walking into the theater, but none of them inside. I don't know. I haven't been oh, to a I Broadway see, show in a saying. long time. This is way too specific. Spectacular sets, costumes, and special effects. Like, Beyonce was like, I love these special effects. I just do not see that. Right. Also, it's interesting because they didn't go backstage after, which is such a power move. Like, Beyonce could have... (laughs) Wait, they didn't go backstage? They didn't go backstage. The Mm. cast found out that Beyonce was in the audience. Later, they took a selfie and they posted it to the official Frozen... Um, Twitter feeds saying essentially thank you to Beyonce for coming to see our show. That's kind of interesting. Maybe she sometimes she just feels like she doesn't want to deal with having to like go backstage and have everyone freak out, you know? Right. But it's also, I guess I could understand this source more if they had been backstage and... Uh, yeah, yeah. Milling about. Also, I feel bad for the cast just having to take a selfie of themselves to pay tribute to Beyonce having been there. Right. They did seem delighted. I mean, I would be delighted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes sense. And I'm just looking at this little picture. Yeah, Blue Ivy really dressed for the event. She has her little purse, her matching hairband. Anyway, let's move on because there's a lot of Beyonce uh, material subject matter today, including Beyonce's big Vogue cover, which was unveiled on Monday. Uh, Beyonce's on the cover of Vogue's September issue. She's the first African-American to be featured on Vogue's September issue. Um, the cover is also my- a milestone because it was taken by 23-year-old Tyler Mitchell, the first black photographer to shoot a Vogue cover. Josh, what did you think of this cover? I loved it. I think she looks great. It feels very Beyonce. It feels like her, it feels very on brand. I thought it was interesting that the uh, flower crown was also seen on the Rihanna British Vogue cover, which came out last week. So flower crowns are definitely having their peak moment this August. I thought they were really nice. I feel like they're very um, summery. Right, and also a little bit stripped down. It wasn't kind of the full-on made-up face glamour. Yeah, yeah, and and I know. And I know we'll talk. Like you just read that selection, but she talked about like using little makeup and wanting this to be a little bit more about like embracing your natural look. Right, she said. uh, I think it's important for women and men to see and appreciate the beauty in their natural bodies. That's why I stripped away the wigs and hair extensions and used little makeup for the shoot. Also, I just love that she took complete control of this Vogue situation. Last week, there was a report saying that Beyonce had an unprecedented level of control over the cover. She picked the photographer. She was able to do the cover story um, 
as a like as, as spoken told to, to yeah. as told to. So she kind of had complete control over that. Um, and I love that it's kind of her vision. It's almost a glimpse of what we would get if Beyonce had a Beyonce magazine. And I thought it was interesting that it was sort of the answers or however they kind of I don't know how I was actually kind of curious for the backstory. Maybe someone will explain at some point, like how the interview was conducted, because I couldn't really tell if it happened in person or if it was via email or what, how it went down. Um, Because it says it was as told to Clover Hope, who works at Jezebel. It was interesting because it was kind of organized in like by topic. And it sort of felt like either the topics she wanted to discuss or the topics that were asked. You You know, I wasn't I wanted to know like how it was kind of came together right was this over the phone mm-hmm. was clover summoned to this yacht or something to kind of take down Not take exactly like take down the transcript but you know i have to say i was expecting because the last time beyonce was on the cover of vogue i think a few years ago she gave no interview there was no it was nothing and i actually thought she was a little more revealing here than i was expecting which I liked. I felt like she kind of was giving a little bit of personal sort of history that was interesting. She got deep. Yeah. Especially in the cover stories these days. Uh, I feel like people get so little time with celebrities, the subject that you barely end up learning anything about them. But she really, she really bared all here. Um, she talked about giving birth to Rumi and Sir. I have a couple excerpts down here i was 218 pounds the day i gave birth to rumi and sir i was swollen from toxemia and had been on bed rest for over a month my health and my baby's health were in danger so i had an emergency c-section we spent many weeks in the nicu my husband was a soldier and such a strong support system for me i am proud to have been a witness to his strength and evolution as a man a best friend and a father I mean, there aren't many celebrities giving their weights, especially kind of their heaviest weights. I, uh, <laughs> the, uh, uh, the fact that you even said the number, yeah. And also, I think I liked that she kind of... I feel like my thing with Beyonce is sometimes it's hard because she's so removed from... She doesn't give interviews. It's hard to know sort of like how much she's reading or like knows what people are saying about her. And I sort of feel like, especially with this comment about Jay-Z and like, you know, witnessing his strength and evolution, it sort of hints to me that she kind of knows what people say or what, like, she's very, very clear to me here that she gets what the kind of discussion is about her. Right. And I just love that she's revealing this much about the delivery of her twins. Mm -hmm. We haven't really had any details about that. She also spoke about body image. Um, She said, to this day, my arms, shoulders, breasts, and thighs are fuller. I have a little mommy pouch, and I'm in no rush to get rid of it. I think it's real. Whenever I'm ready to get a six-pack, I will go into beast zone and work my ass off until I have it. But right now, my little fupa and I feel like we are meant to be. Josh? I have the same thing. Whenever I'm ready to get a six pack, I'll just go in a beast zone and work my ass off until I have it. That's what I always say. <laughs> I loved this. I don't know. This felt to me the most like relaxed and relatable that she's been in a, a, since I can remember. Like, I don't know. It was nice. And I liked what she was saying. Um, She 
you know, kind of talks pretty openly about like her son and trying to raise like a sensitive and kind boy. Um, and I thought, I thought there was like a very nice, I don't know. There just, it was, it's like a nice, the way she phrases it is really like poetic and good. Right. Do you think that she had a list of subjects she wanted to mm-hmm. discuss? I have a feeling. Right. Cause as told to, it's not like she's being interviewed. She's not answering questions. She's saying, <laughs> but I want to talk to Josh about going to the Beyonce concert last week because I, I came away after reading Josh's write-up, everybody has to go read it right now, um, feeling closer to Beyonce than I've ever felt. It was a weird... I've had bad luck, or I don't know if it's bad or good, but the Taylor Swift show I went to recently and this show both had rain, weather-related hindrances. In this case, uh, Chloe and Hallie and then DJ Khaled both... uh, opened and the weather was fine we're, you know we waited for you know maybe like 45 minutes after dj khaled set um everyone's the energy's high like beyonce's about to come out it's almost 10 o'clock and then these two officers come out with like a police officer and they announce and everyone starts kind of booing because they realize it's like not beyonce it's a police officer and he says you know everyone needs to take shelter immediately uh, there's a thunderstorm that's going to be passing through in 20 minutes. So then it's like a little bit, I was actually surprised. I thought it was going to be a little bit more like mass panic, but instead everyone kind of, you know, everyone was pretty well behaved, um, and like gets inside and then it starts pouring. And I was just wondering, Hey, where was Beyonce during all of this, during this thunderstorm delay? And we were all nervous about if the show was actually going to happen or not, because, they didn't really say if it was going to continue or not, whether, you know, depending on what happened with the weather. Anyway, so we're, we're all kind of sequestered for like an hour. And I was thinking it would be a really cute place for like a meet cute for like a romantic comedy or something. If like, because I feel like everyone, the, the energy was kind of wacky because it was all these like really intense Beyonce super fans and other people at the concert. So what were you doing inside? Everyone, everyone was just kind of like walking around. Some people were drinking. I don't know. It was sort of like milling about. People were getting more food. It was a little bit of a manic energy though. <laughs> and then, and also, because also it's so hot too. So it was kind of humid. So then we all, then finally, like about an hour later, they call everyone back out. We all get into our seats and it was like late. It was probably like a little after 11 when the whole thing started. Um, and, you know, the whole th- probably ended after, you know, well in maybe 1.30 a.m. So it was a long night. Um, and Beyonce and Jay-Z, to their credit, did not seem at all sort of shaken up by the fact that they were ha- starting an hour late and, you know, performing well past midnight. But... I did note this in my write-up, but there was like a few points where I was like just sweating, felt disgusting. There was like water all over. It felt like, and then I like, would you'd look on to the platform, and Beyonce's like doing a full-on aerobics routine, you know, in her amazing outfits, and you're just kind of in awe that she's able to do this. I love that Jay Z kind of addressed the weather though at one point. Oh yeah, he did. Well, it was interesting because their show doesn't have much banter. Let's put it that way. Um, like there isn't. But you would think there'd be a lot of. That's like a missed opportunity. Yeah, I, I was curious if they were going to have sort of repartee or you know, but it's all very much like baked into the music and the sets. 
Um, but, and there's like interstitial videos that are very kind of almost like music videos that are really elaborate. Um, but Jay, Jay at a few times kind of would say things, which was fun. So like at one point he kind of called someone out in the front row for looking too cool. And he said, you know, like, don't like fuck this up for all of us. What did he mean by that? I think he just was like giving him a hard time because he looked sort of like he didn't. Like this guy was like not into it or like moving and dancing. So he was like, come on, dude, like have like let loose. And then he thanked everyone for sticking around after some lightning and shit, (laughs) which I thought was a funny casual way of putting it. You know, I thought it was interesting to me, too. I'd seen this on the run tour in 2014. It was pretty similar. Like it, it felt I was kind of surprised. Like considering everything we know they've gone through and like everything in Lemonade and clearly there's like they had a lot of marital strife. Beyonce kind of alludes to it in the Vogue interview. It's interesting that the the performance and the show feels a little bit like I think I said in my piece, it's like almost like a musical theater vibe to it a little bit like they're playing these characters or something. And like, uh, you know, you see footage of like, I guess, a recommitment ceremony or some sort of like wedding ceremony. Oh, uh, really? Yeah, with blue. Where is it? Is it like indoors? Is it outdoors? It looks like it's in this like kind of tropical outdoor location. And then I was unclear there. Like, it looks like there's two twins, but I had read that like Rumi and Sir aren't the twins in the video. Like, they got other actors to play the twins. I have to like look into that. There's one point where Beyonce kind of wanted to get the crowd moving. So she, she, and I love that. I feel like only Beyonce could do this. Like any other show I've been to where the artist is trying to get the crowd revved up. Like, come on, New York. Like, let's get, you know, whatever. Like shout there sort of. Beyonce didn't say a word. She just kind of looked at the audience and raised her hands up like this. <laughs> and, then, and everyone just started cheering. And then she turned like to you're the, in church. Or yeah. Something. And then she turned to the right and just did that. She didn't say a word. So she just silently. And then she and everyone and it worked. Everyone, you know, went along with it. So I feel like she really had, had the command of like a true goddess. And Jay had a few off-the-cuff moments, which I already mentioned. Uh, at one point, I felt like at the end, they performed their new song, um, Ape Shit. And, like, Beyonce did feel... They felt looser. And I feel like the sense that they're performing, like, a new song that they probably haven't performed as many times. You could just say that there was, like, a looser energy to it. At one point, she has to, like, kind of run back. I, I think after performing Resentment, there were, like, a few little loose moments where it felt like Beyonce was being a little bit... You know, anytime she's dancing and anytime she's kind of like, like she kind of would mouth along the words when Jay-Z was rapping, um, which I thought was kind of fun. Yeah. So you would, and you know, like not all, not like every single word, but like she'd kind of like come in and out and kind of rap along. What is the most physical, what's the most exhaustive physical movement Jay-Z <laughs> makes during Ugh. this entire performance because he doesn't really dance. No. He kind of like shifts. He doesn't dance. He had a lot of outfit changes. I Really? I wrote in my notes that like after the first 45 minutes he had changed twice before Beyonce had changed once. Like he was cycling through outfits um, which was surprising to me. How crazy were there? Because you wrote that Beyonce was wearing like leotards, kind of sparkly 
jackets. She had some dramatic, wonderful outfits. His were it was surprising that like, they wouldn't change that much, but they would just be kind of like a slightly different jacket or like a new look suit. I feel like he was more fashiony though than I remember him being. Like it right. did feel like he was trying more looks. And he had like a bandana, different bandanas he had for different parts. Um yeah, the only thing that is funny though, as you said, like he doesn't really perform in that physical kind of way. And like Beyonce has this really, really physical, wild dance break to Diva, um, which she just kind of like goes off into this other planet and does this incredible dance routine. And then Jay-Z kind of like everyone just sort of speechless. And then Jay-Z just kind of watches it. And then he then goes into one of, you know, like he he's going to perform his next song. He had a, a lot of energy and he kind of gets the crowd going, but it just was like, how do you even follow that? You know? So it's an interesting concert. I feel like they do it also probably logistically. It's just easier than both of them touring separately. Right. It makes sense. But if I was Jay-Z, I would definitely feel as though I was a bit of a letdown compared to Beyonce in all that choreography and like the eight inch stilettos. Oh, she didn't do single ladies or halo, which I thought was interesting. Um, I mean, she has so many songs to pick from. Also, I was thinking this concert too, the fact that she has all the Destiny's Child songs that she doesn't even have to break into. She has so many songs to perform. Right. Wow. And so what time did the concert end up wrapping? You were there late. One thirty, And I'm not. And wow. then there was a mob to get out onto the trains back into the city because this was actually in East Rutherford, New Jersey. So I didn't get home till 3.30. So what one will go through for Beyonce? A lot. A lot. <laughs> anyway, big Beyonce week and day and year and decade. Right, right. Lifetime. What a time to be alive for Beyonce. We're lucky to be here. I know. We're lucky to be alive when Beyonce is. Don't you think about that sometimes, though? It, it's true. What a, what an uplifting final note. When will Beyonce meet Meghan Markle is my other question. Oh, my God. I don't know. I feel like they have a lot to discuss. I think they're going to really talk about, like, uh, breaking the internet. If, like, Beyonce ever posts, like, a selfie of her and Meghan. It's coming, I'm sure. It will happen. That does it for this week's episode of In the Limelight. Thank you guys for listening. Please remember to check us out on Apple Podcasts, rate and review us. It really helps us find new listeners. You can now reach us and leave us a voicemail at 347-790-0966. Also, feel free to reach out to us on Twitter at In the Limelight. You can also message us individually. I'm at Julie W. Miller. I'm at Jade Duboff. We're also on Instagram at In the Limelight Pod. This episode was edited and produced by Daniel Roth. Thanks so much for joining us. We'll talk to you next week. Until then, no no bad bad energy. energy.